Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Andrew Harris. Uh, you are listening to Andrew and Andrew on Texas Criminal Defense. Good afternoon, sir. Joining me as always, Mr. Decker. How are you? Well, I'm I'm okay. Yeah, it's uh, we're here, right? I mean, it's been it's been a, a pretty tough uh, couple weeks for for us in the North Texas legal community. Yeah. And um, and so that kind of explains why, um, you know, the, today's topic, uh, it explains, you know, who, who we'll be talking to. Um, and we're not going to share too many details just out of respect for the families, but right. it, it's just been tough. Um, and so without further ado, I'd like to uh, bring in Michelle Fontenot, who is the director of TLAP. That's the Texas Lawyers Assistance Program. Hey, Michelle, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. We've actually wanted to do this for a while, and sometimes the the need becomes greater than the want. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, so. Right. I mean, we always talk about on this podcast how important it is to take care of ourselves as attorneys, and it's it's um it's just rather um it's it's just it's such a need. I think right now. Well, it becomes a back burner issue. I mean, yeah. I, I've just finished in my you know just taking care of ourselves. But I just finished French fries and a chicken sandwich. <laughs> well, right? yeah, sometimes you need to treat yourself. <laughs> I am having an unsweet iced tea to go with it. So I'm not, you know, like, you know, but wasn't the best thing to eat. Your your son, Travis, is also joining us today in the office. And he's just like telling you, you didn't have to share that. Yeah, on the I didn't podcast, have to tell that part, right? So, uh, yeah, Michelle, um, thanks for joining us. Um, and thanks for all the work you do with T-Lab. But let's get into that. Tell us a little bit about you know, yourself, introduce yourself and how you got to be the, the director of TLAP. Um, yeah, happy to. So I, uh, I grew up in Houston and went to Austin to UT for undergrad. And then I went, I call it gradual school. Um, I have a degree in counseling psychology. So, um, after grad school, I moved to Seattle and practiced as a therapist for a number of years, um, I worked primarily in special education with children with emotional and behavioral disabilities. And while I was doing that work, it led me to want to go to law school. So I did that. I became a lawyer in um, in Seattle in 2009 and practiced there until I moved back to Texas in 2019. So um, just in time for the pandemic to hit um, or a year. And then um, my first job in Texas was with the grievance referral program in the chief disciplinary counsel's office. Um, we can talk about that more later if um, yeah. if you'd like. But, um, and then I started working with TLAP in January, 2021. Um, worked with uh, Chris Ritter and Erica Grigg. And um, I like to say, I uh, promotion by attrition. So Erica left in May of this year um, and I have big boots to fill. She's a fantastic speaker and promoter of the, you know, the mission of TLAP. And um, I became the director and have a great team that I work with. Um, Alicia Freeman, who's a licensed professional counselor and Paul Jacobs, who's a um, lawyer who was in, in Houston in private practice and um, so yeah, so we bring a lot of different experiences to this role, but, um, I was in Dallas yesterday, actually speaking with the Dallas Bar Association. Um, and we, we 
geared our talk about how do we take care of each other and ourselves um, in particular, you know, given the loss of the attorneys um, over the past couple of weeks and how important it is to address those issues. So. Yeah, um, it is. It's important. And then on top of that, th this is, you know, but part of that just shell shock. One of the other attorneys in our in our world, uh, defense attorney, lost an 11 day old, his mm -hmm. first grand uh, child. Mm -hmm. um, right. And so it is it is truly like that Monday, you know, multiple news and then a week later, more news. Just just shell shocked. I, I don't know a better way to put it um, for especially those of us who know, you know, all the all the stuff. Um, so with that, you came up to Dallas to talk. You're you're visiting with us. What is what is the mission of TLAP? Um, the mission of TLAP is to help the legal community um, take care of itself, essentially. You know, the lawyer assistance program started uh, over 30 years ago. Uh, TLAP started in 1989. We're almost at year 35. So January will be 35 years of TLAP. Um, and at that time, these programs were focused primarily on substance use disorder, um, which other people call alcoholism. <laughs> um, right. You know, primarily it was alcohol, and now it's become uh, a lot of others, you know, alcohol as well as other substances. And we all know alcohol is a huge part of the legal, you know, socializing as a lawyer. Um, and, you know, over the last 15 years or so, there's a, a, a more and more recognition and destigmatization of um, the amount of depression and anxiety and other mental health disorders that is in the legal community. Um, so we exist to provide resources um, to attorneys, law students, judges, um, and uh, anyone else in the legal community. You know, we're, we're, we answer the phone and try and help anyone we can um, find help for those issues. So um, we do a lot of training on wellness and prevention. Um, I don't know if you know that uh, TLAP created a video that's free. It's a free one hour CLE that's on suicide prevention um, and intervention. And it's it's powerful. Um, if you go to the Texas Bar CLE uh, website and type in just ask how we must stop minding our own business in the legal world, um, you can access that video um, and get credit and also learn quite a few skills about, um, you know, intervening when uh, with people who seem out of sorts or not quite themselves. So. Yeah, and we'll um we'll find that that video on the Texas Bar CLE website and include a link in the show notes. Um, I, I remember watching that one or one very similar to it um on the Texas Bar website. Oh man, it may have been four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and it was it was very good and just reminds us that it's okay to ask. Hey, are you okay? Yeah, right. That's the first kind of the first step, if you will, of, of being there for each other. 
Well, we, you know, kind of mentioned it uh, earlier, Michelle, you, you said that, um, you know, attorneys can have, have kind of traditionally struggled with alcoholism, substance abuse, and, uh, and that can lead to uh, worse and worse things. I, I, you know, like as, as uh, somebody, not even just an attorney, but anybody gets involved in uh, a substance, they just, their body can't handle uh, or mentally, they're just in an addiction that they can't handle, you know, life just spirals out of control. And it leads to more and uh, more problems, bigger issues and, and whatnot. So, you know, for lawyers, especially, I think percentage wise, I think we do more than any other occupation struggle with um, those kind of issues. How, you know, how can we as lawyers blow off some of the steam, like, you know, get rid of some of the stress in a more healthy way um, rather than turning to to some of these, you know, um, just unhealthy, unhealthy resources. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, that's, that's the task um, of, of the legal community of each of us individually. And for us, you know, as, as a caring defense community, I think it's important. Um, You know, we, we talk a lot about things to do to take care of yourselves and it, it, you know, it depends on who you are, what, what resonates, but, you know, one of the things that's always good is, you know, breathing is the simplest, like, you know, calming down in the moment just by breathing, um, you know, like right now, <laughs> just taking a breath and how, how you prep in court for a hearing, whatever it is, power poses or, you know, I think that's one thing blowing off steam for me, I'm, I'm athletic and, um, I played soccer for quite a, you know, during the time I was in Seattle and it was really fun because I could go out, you know, once or twice a week and, um, I was running a lot, but I wasn't thinking about running. So it was great. And you get to kick people and it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> that actually is a great way uh yeah i you know i was just thinking like uh i don't drink anymore but back back when i when i did i depending on how you look at it i was either too good or too bad at it but um i, I would i remember trying to like challenge myself like we're gonna do we're just gonna go out to a concert and not drink just to be able to enjoy you know being around people or being able to enjoy the music and all that kind of stuff so it's um you know, I, I, I like that, you know, find something that's right for you. It could be, it could be sitting and listening to music or it could be kicking people, um, and blaming (laughs) it, you know, like trying to play soccer or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, I, 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 uh, I agree. I mean, it, 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 I think it's important for us to find some Avenue that doesn't may not include alcohol. Well, I, so or or something else. Right. I would say that there is no wrong answer as long as it's something you'll do, you enjoy enough to do it and it's not unhealthy. Right? Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, people ask me about, you know, I if you listen to the show, you know I'm a runner and I'm like, I don't care if you run or not. Go do something. Go do something you'll do that you enjoy enough you'll do it again and that it's healthy for you. And helps you blow off steam, right? Physically or emotionally, um, right. those become the places that that we find 
Michelle, we didn't, yeah, we didn't put this on the agenda, but what, you know, what do you say to, to attorneys who tell you they like to do, you know, the activities they like to do is usually in isolation, you know, they're, you know, I don't know, stamp collecting or something, you know, or, but they're not, it's not like around other people. Like, is that, you know, can I, that be a healthy avenue uh, or, or is it better yes. to seek, you know, to, to be with people or, or. Well, I think there's all kinds of people. Um, you know, and it definitely stamp collecting or knitting, you know, something I've done in the past, which um, I, surprises people who know me. Um, but I like to see, you know, I like to see something change. So knitting worked um, and it kept my hands busy. But so, yeah, I think any activity that, you know, especially as lawyers, you know, our brains you know, from law school is taught to find problems. And it, it, you know, makes you a really good lawyer, but it doesn't make you such a great parent or partner or, you know, intimate partner with people. So, yeah, I think anything that that makes brings you joy. Um, I definitely also think if your your hobby is an isolating hobby, that you also have activities where you're around people whether that's one person who's a mentor or um, or a group like my soccer team, you know, or, you know, Andrew, when you run, do you run with a group or do you run on your own? Uh, usually it's with, I'm in a group, right? But um, I'm slow and so I'm usually by myself at the back, but I'm 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 hoping to catch up with the others eventually. <laughs> at some point, you'll meet them at the finish line. That's right. I'll right. meet them ironically at the bar later. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, one of the things during the pandemic, I was walking my dogs, and it just it wasn't enough. Like it wasn't enough exercise for me. And so I have a good friend who started doing um, an outdoor like workout. And so I pick her up, we go work out, somebody tells us what to do, which is perfect for me. I'm not a gym rat. Um, someone tells us what to do. It's by Mueller Lake. And, you know, I have accountability. If I don't pick her up, I have to let her know, hey, I'm not coming today. Um, and it's, I've been doing that for two years and it's, it's it feels great. It's a yeah. good outlet for me. Yeah. Um, so what Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so, you know, alcohol is not going to disappear from the legal legal settings, but I heard somebody talking, um, I think it was last weekend about having, um, you know, if there's a happy hour that there's, and he had a phrase for it, it was like uh, an, an equally attractive beverage that's a mocktail. Yeah. So, you know, that it kind of honors the people who don't drink um, in those kinds of settings. So you don't have to be the one person with the glass of water. You know, you can have something to drink um, at the happy hour. That's not alcoholic. You know what I, cause I don't, I don't drink anymore. And uh, whenever I do go on the rare occasion to a bar happy hour or, or something along those lines, um, you know, everybody's got their fancy like drinks in their tumblers or margarita or, you know, a martini glass. Everybody has this special glass. And then I ask for like a club soda and lime and it comes out in like this large, like child's 
soda cup, you know, with like the biggest straw you've ever seen in your life. It's just really embarrassing. Um, so I, I, I would, <laughs> I, uh, but Andy really will tell you if he's at that event and I'm there, I will get the same thing just so he's, that's true. I, I help cover him. I don't, I don't feel like out of place. I just, I mean, with the cut, it's the cup is all I care about. Like, why does it have to come? Why can't it be in a sophisticated glass like everybody else? Well, yeah. you're, you're not a sophisticated person. I guess maybe. not. I guess not. <laughs> but a mocktail would be, you know, that, that actually would be um, genius. Yeah. It'd be great. So yeah. uh, what was it? Equally desirable adult beverage. E-D-A-B. All right. Yeah. We're going to, I'm going to make sure our bar president. We'll make sure they know that. Yeah. Puts that in there. So, what resources does TLAP have for attorneys who need help? Yeah, we have the the video on Texas Bar CLE. So, um, you know what? Like if if we're struggling and, and Andrew and I call into TLAP, what can we, you know, well, what, what, what can we expect? Yeah. So um, you're going to talk to one of us. We answer the phone um, and uh, people should know that communication with anyone at TLAP is confidential by statute. So we don't keep detailed notes. Um, you know, the most we do is write an email address so we can email you the resources. But what you get is talking to us. Um, and sometimes that's, you know, sometimes that's enough. Uh, we have a lawyer, uh, what we call a lawyer recommended referral list. So all over the state, we ask people, you know, if you've been to a good therapist, let us know and we put them on our list. So we have therapists, we have psychologists, we have psychiatrists, we have treatment programs that we've visited and have relationships with. Um, we have a service called in the moment counseling. So if people want to talk to somebody who's, um, a mental health professional, then we can connect them 24 seven that that's free. And you can call back over, you know, over and over again. It's not like the same as having your own therapist, but it, it works in a pinch to, you know, talk through an issue um, or if you're having a panic attack or something like that. Um, so when I started at TLAP, like I said, I didn't go anywhere for probably a good year and a half. And all of our, we have so many videos on our website, which if you guys can be sure is in the, in the notes, but yeah, for sure. TLAPhelps.org. Um, there's another resource uh, in Texas. It's a, a group that's affiliated with TLAP, but isn't us. It's called Lawyers Concerned for Lawyers or Texas Lawyers Concerned for Lawyers. And there are groups in the major cities and Tarrant County has a group that meets each week to um, to support each other in recovery, both from substance use issues and depression, anxiety, and any other mental health challenges that you may have. Uh, you know, Austin has a group that meets on Tuesdays. It was a great way for me to get to know some people when I couldn't get to know them in person. Um, what else? Well, that, um, that's a that's a pretty hefty list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would think that uh that lawyer approved therapy list is that therapist list? Lawyer uh, recommended. Lawyer recommended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lawyer <I> approved. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lawyer approved. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> it works. Yeah. That that's a that's a I think a 
probably worth its weight in gold um, right. right there. Yeah, I think, you know, I tell people the best time to find a therapist is when you don't need one. Um, because yeah. right now, you know, the pandemic has made it hopefully destigmatized depression, um, but has also made it difficult to find a therapist. Um, so, you know, so, this isn't on the script, but uh, that that begs the question. Um, have you noticed that the pandemic, how has the pandemic played out in places like TLAP? Has that actually made a difference or has it been not a, not a significant change? Um, I think it was a significant change in that um, the calls increased um, and, you know, approximately 70% of our calls are for mental health issues and about 30% are for substance use issues. And so um, a little bit less than that. And then we also deal with uh, issues of cognitive impairment. Um, and that's usually about one to 2% of our calls. Um, so I think the increase in uh, mental health related calls um, was partly from the pandemic um, and just, you know, just the isolation. So yeah, I. I definitely think our numbers increased during that time. Um, and what I've noticed is, you know, we, we tally the calls that we get. Um, and it seems like they're tape, you know, they're leveling off. So we're getting a consistent amount of calls and we'll just have to check over time. The, it, it, you know, the, one of the big buzzwords these days is mindfulness. Do you, do you think that you know, this more open conversation about mental health, mindfulness, um, you know, is that kind of that being in the zeitgeist, is that just kind of playing into this increase in calls to TLAP? Like well, people I are more think, comfortable talking about it now? or Yeah, I think it helps. You know, mindfulness is certainly a, a, a fantastic idea. Um, you know, meditation, prevention, it's all that wellness and taking care of yourself. Um, you know, I, I think we go to doctors when we're sick, we go to, you know, CPAs when we need help with our taxes or our businesses. Um, you know, I don't know why people don't go to counselors, um, when they, you know, are feeling like they can't get up in the morning or, um, you know, just need help dealing with anxiety. So, um, I think, you know, there is a reduction in the stigma, but it's still significant and it's still something we need to, you know, hope to address. So, yeah, I think that kind of leads to the, to the next question. Very uh, good segue. What do we say to other attorneys or to ourselves looking at uh, yeah. attorneys sitting across the table? Oh, when we don't want to quote burden others with our problems. Right. I mean, sometimes I know that, you know, like if I'm having a bad day and I'm in court and someone goes, how are you doing? I don't want to be like, well, let me tell you about my crappy day today. Um, right. I generally do the whole, yeah, life's pretty good. Doing right. How are you doing? Right. Okay. Well, I think, um, you know, one of the things that's like we all need to remember is how important it is to connect. And you get to decide 
with whom and when you want to make that deeper connection. But the feeling, I think, you know, we tend to be so hard on ourselves. And um, I talk about this a lot, how, you know, we lawyers are perfectionists and we feel like, you know, we always kind of feel like we screwed something up. Um, and I think what you give someone else when you go deeper and answer that question honestly is that connection. Um, and, you know, I think we're okay if somebody does that with us, you know, maybe not all the time, but if somebody goes deeper and really you make that connection, it, it doesn't feel like a burden. It feels like, um, you know, you're recognizing that you're both human and if it, it feels like community when you you make a connection with someone who's had a similar experience as you have. And I think that's the important thing to remember is, you know, are you going to, are you going to give that person the gift of yourself and showing up? So, yeah, I don't, I don't ever feel it when somebody does open up, I don't ever feel burdened. I usually feel honored. That's what right. I was thinking. Right. It's kind of like the same along the same lines. I, I think as attorneys, we try to project that we're the smartest person in the room, at least for the, you know, defense attorneys, but I'd never look down on another attorney who's like, Hey, remind me, you know, what the super fine is on a DWI for, or, you know, whatever the case may be. And if I have the answer, I'm like, Oh man, that actually made me feel good that they're asking me and I, it, it makes it easier for me to then ask them, you know, questions if I have something just about the law. So why would it be any different on, man, I'm really struggling, uh, you know, with work or I'm, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, I, I, I don't know, I guess maybe cause it's a little bit more personal, but I never feel bad. Like, you know, when somebody, even if somebody I don't really know is just kind of like, you know, my health hasn't been great, you know, just taking the time to talk with them. I, I don't know. I, I think it creates connection and that like brings people in uh, yeah. instead of pushing them away. Absolutely. And I think, you know, this, it's like recognizing that it takes a lot of strength to be vulnerable. Um, and that's not the pr projection that lawyers want to put out, you know, but what you do in the courtroom is different than what you need to do you know, in your home, in the hallway, in your law office, um, where can you feel safe and being vulnerable? And I think that's a question that we all need to ask and, and figure out for ourselves. Where can, you know, can I feel safe with some people? Um, and who are those people and how do I foster that? And so. I mean, I probably wouldn't share any of that with like any of my clients ever. Um, but yeah, right. I mean, yeah, other, not, other not attorneys, clients, people right. who like, you know, going through the same struggle and, and speaking of struggle, you know, our, our legal community here in North Texas, specifically, you know, Tarrant, uh, Parker, um, you know, other counties in the Metroplex, we've lost some pretty big names. Um, and not, not just, I mean, certainly recently, uh, right. within the past month, but even over last the last year, year or so, uh, yeah, the substance abuse or suicide or domestic violence or, you know, I mean, there's or they they got sick like, yeah, 
you know, yeah. they got sick and they didn't stop working. And the whole yeah. room's looking at him going, why are you here today? Yeah. So I think like for the community as a whole, not to say that, you know, I mean, obviously what, what their family is now going through is, is something terrible, but you know, for us as their colleagues, there's just a mix of emotions like survivor's guilt, um, maybe some shame, uh, you know, maybe even PTSD like symptoms. How, how can we like, what, what should we be doing as a community in response to that? Well, I, you know, I think the connection is important. Um, and when you see somebody who's sick and you, everyone knows they're sick, um, but they're still working, um, you know, one of the things about being a lawyer is that it's, it's not just your job, right? It's your identity. And so we have lawyers who work longer than they should. And, um, you know, so how do you address, talk about, you get to maintain your identity as a, a mentor in the community, but maybe spend a little more time with something that brings you joy. Um, and, you know, Survivor's Guild, I think, sorry about that. Um, Survivor's Guild is, um, you know, something just to talk about, I'd say. It's, you know, it, it's important to recognize that we all do the best we can and we can all do better. And I think, you know, one of the things we like to talk about at TLAP is what are the areas of life that are important to you and listing those out? And then where are you spending your time? Um, and seeing where you spend the bulk of your time, is that what's most important to you? Um, and it's just a kind of, it's called a values checklist. And I think it's a great thing to look at because, and the pandemic gave the whole world that opportunity of, you know, how, how do I spend my time if I don't know what's going to happen with my health? You know, it was, it's something that we, most of us have never even thought we would have to deal with. So um, I think it was, a, for me, it was a good lesson. Um, and, you know, part of why I'm living in Texas is because my parents are aging and I moved back here to, to be with them. Um, so yeah, it was a, important decision so i like that values checklist yeah part that's something well but it's also uh michelle you mentioned you know taking care of your parents um it, it is one of the other things that can add stress and kind of snowball especially if you're if you're that uh middle-aged parents are now aging and they need taken care of and your children may not be fully uh out of the house and not need not yeah. still need need stuff from you and it's just part of what can stack up and to say okay what is it that i'm doing uh for joy and am i doing this uh how can i find spending time taking care of mom as good and not just burdensome um can make a difference too yeah i think you know you you hit the nail on the head there's you know there are people who are stacked on both sides, right? And they're being squeezed in the middle. So where do you get the the kind of the 
life force. And, um, you know, while you're being a parent and learning how to parent your parents, um, you're, you're still a, an employee or a boss or a lawyer, you know, being a lawyer, um, which it takes a significant amount of time. And so, you know, I think it's important to, to take time with the values checklist and, and really problem solve. What can I do um, yeah. in certain areas? Cause it, you know, it doesn't have to take a ton of time. You know, one of the things that's great about online counseling is you don't have to drive to your appointment. You don't have to get there early. Um, you know, if, if you wear makeup, and you cry in counseling, you don't have to clean up your face before you go back to <laughs> right. the office. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, what are some things that attorneys can do to help appropriately watch out for our brothers and sisters? I think, you know, the, the biggest thing is to watch for sudden changes in behavior. Um, and also recognize that you don't have to be a mental health professional to ask somebody if they're okay. You know, the, the, the way that we um, look out for each other, you know, if somebody is not showing up for work, not showing up for hearings, showing up for hearings, and they don't seem to be themselves, um, you know, asking some questions and, and, you know, that requires that you take a little bit of time because if they answer those questions, um, honestly, you know, you may have a conversation that lasts five or 10 or 15 minutes. Um, and I think when you do ask a question of someone, um, you know, there's some resources to know about TLAP, like I said, um, and the National Suicide Lifeline, which you can call at 988. Um, so they started a year ago, they created a three digit number. So it would be like 911. Um, but you can call 988 and be connected um, with somebody who will talk with you and find resources um, in your local community. So that's another resource. Yeah. 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 The main thing that I'm hearing is to be willing to listen, to yeah. be willing to ask, and to be vulnerable enough to say, I need help. That. It's, it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. But, but. Yeah. Right. The, the vulnerable is, part is the vulnerable difficult. part is that <laughs> phone when I'm when I'm scared. Right. Is not a you know what seven ounce phone. It's the five hundred pound elephant that yeah. I don't want to pick up. Right. And that's it's hard. It's not easy. Well, and that, you know, I mean, I think just being observant of the people that you work with or that you see frequently, uh, you know, maybe taking that, that just that shallow, um, relationship just a little bit deeper and, and inquiring a little bit more as to how people really are doing in their yeah. life. Good well, help. Yeah. Well, thank you. This is, this has been great. Yeah. Um, uh, we do want to end on a little bit lighter note. We always yeah. want to know a little bit about the person behind the interview. And the way we do that is we ask a few simple follow-up questions that are just about you. All right. So, uh, Michelle, give us what's your favorite band or musical artist? Um, well, given the 
the death of Sinead O'Connor yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, it, you know, I just was really uh, kind of heart wrenching to read about her um, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, her, my favorite musical artist is a, another Irish singer named Damien Rice. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, uh, my partner is Colombian and I tend to like, she's like, you like all these depressive guys music. Um, and she like, <laughs> you know, Latin. Yeah. I'm told my music choices flair. are. So quote, it's kind of amazing. Melancholy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we should talk. <laughs> <laughs> we might listen to the same stuff. All right. Um, yeah, what about your uh, favorite book or one that you're, you know, reading now or one that you recommend to others? Um, so my favorite book I've ever read is a book called Cutting for Stone by an author named Abraham Verghese. Um, and he just came out with a new book called The Covenant of Water. So I'm starting that. And I started listening to it. So one of the things I do when I dra- travel is I listen to books on um, on Libby or on tape. Right. Um, and I decided yeah, the, I wanted Libby to is it. the uh, public, uh, library app, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I started listening to it on there and then I decided I wanted to actually read the, the actual book. So I just ordered it on Amazon. So I haven't gotten very far, but he's an amazing author okay. and he, he's a medical doctor. So he's smart too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you like school just like you do. Oh yeah. So, what's the best piece best piece of advice you've been given? It could be personal or professional. Um, so I think my favorite uncle, and I, I should have, I should have done this the research because he, um, he sent me a letter. He was very erudite. Um, he was a professor of education and he it's basically the latin for and you're gonna have to excuse my language don't let the bastards get you down so curse on here it's fine yeah we've heard much worse (laughs) okay (laughs) um so yeah so my uh that was my favorite piece of advice advice because it came from one of my favorite uncles oh it makes it better Yeah. yeah yeah and so true Yes. Don't let them get you down. But I do, I do have a motto of life um, that I started, I devised for myself when I was a young kid, we had a trampoline in our backyard and I decided that my motto is I'll do anything once second. So (laughs) I'm very adventurous, but I want one person to do it before me and not die. <laughs> I was like, you're going to have to explain this one. I get it now. Yeah. 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 You jump off the cliff first. first Let's yeah. see how that goes. And then I'll probably try it too. Right. right. Which, yeah. So double backflips. Uh, That's fine. I've been helicopter skiing, uh, climb some crazy mountains, but I'm usually second. I love that. That's, that's pretty great. That's pretty smart. I like that. So uh, we have tlaphelps.org is the website. How, how else can we contact TLAP or, or you know, contact you um, if, uh, yes. you know, people wanted to reach out? 
So the phone number is 1-800-343-TLAP, which is 8527. And you can call or text that number. And um, yeah, we take turns answering the phone. If you wanna talk to me, call that number and they'll ping me. Um, but um, Great. yeah, so I'm that's so happy. Yeah, I didn't know you can text that number too. That's That's fantastic. Yeah, we're we're trying to get into the twenty first century. No, I love it. I mean, a lot of people, it's it's much easier to, you know, well, this generation coming up, like Travis is all all about texting, right? Um, but even you know, I, I wonder if it's just easier for people struggling to text rather than make the phone call. Sure. Right, I and I think, think so. you know, I think what's important for people to know is you're talking to somebody just just like you. You know, we're we're not. It's not, yeah. an, you know, it's just, it's just us. So um, I think people are surprised when they call and they, you know, get somebody who understands and is just, you know, just a peer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Well, Michelle, this has been great. Um, this will uh, be our August one episode um, and it is timely. It is necessary. And I know that even on good days, we all need a little help and a little somebody who will just go, you doing all right? Yeah. So, well, for Andrew Harris, I'm Andrew Decker. And for Andrew Decker, I'm Andrew Harris. Thank you. Y'all be good. Thank you.